0: You mentioned that sometimes you have to do non-features, like go to Barclays and listen to Kyrie. Um, And you wrote a ton about- I think
2: tomorrow I'll be doing that. I'm guessing, I'm guessing since he's supposed to play Sunday, I'm guessing the fact is tomorrow and he'll talk.
0: Yeah. What are your, like, what's your take on kind of what happens next? And does it die down at all? Or do we see this kind of for the rest of the year?
2: Well, I think it's up to him. I think the bar has been raised pretty high just looking at all of these statements that are coming out about um, how we, like, basically people vouching for him, whether it's Jalen Brown and other people in the Players Association, whether it's, like, just public comments even from Adam Silver and Joe Tsai saying that he believes Kyrie is sincere, like, all of this stuff. Um, The Nets have set the stage for him to return. It's been reported that he is, like, Expected to return on Sunday, but like, as far as I know, even even though he is not necessarily bound at this point by the reported list of six action items or, or whatever, I'm assuming the the one about him speaking to the media, um, and kind of disavowing specific parts of the film directly. I'm I'm guessing that's still part of it, and so, like, let's see what he says, because like, he had a couple opportunities to do just that. Um, and he had a week to think about whether or not he wanted to, and he like very specifically didn't, he was defiant and he didn't want to say that he did anything wrong exactly. And he didn't really want to get into the details of what he disagreed with and what he agreed with. And in his apology on Instagram, like he said, he, he apologized for not explicitly stating what he agreed with and disagreed with. Okay, he's apologizing. He hasn't done that yet, though. So will he do that when we ask him the questions? Like, I, I don't know. I'll be there and I'll it's it's a kind of a hard setting to get a question in. So I haven't gotten that many questions directly into Kyrie when I've been there, but I'll try. Um, but even if I don't, like I know like you know, the other nets like Nick Fridell is gonna get some awesome questions in there because he's been like killing it on the story the whole time. <laughs> like so I am I am fascinated to see where it goes, but I mean I don't I don't know how I can make a prediction at this point. I just know that like the burden is like definitively on him because everybody's kind of stuck their neck out for him and said that they believe that his intentions are pure and, and and all of this stuff and like that's what happened in a much smaller way already when the, the Nets and he and the Anti-Defamation League put out a statement um and then the next day frankly like Kyrie embarrassed himself and the ADL and the Nets for putting out that statement. So if he does it again, like if, who is he embarrassing is embarrassing a lot more people. And it's going to be way worse because it followed that other thing. So, um, I, I hope that like he comes out and he clearly states he disagrees with like the thesis of the film. Um, and he like explains himself a little bit and explains what he's been doing over the past, I don't know, week and a half, however long, two weeks, however long it's been. Um, and that he demonstrates that like he, he kind of gets it, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I, it wasn't like fun to write the article I did about the Kyrie thing. Like I'd much rather just talk about basketball and cover, like I, there's like Nets basketball storylines that are interesting. Um, but I haven't written a ton about that, honestly, this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just have a couple of other non, uh, non-feature article related questions. Cause just as a fan, I grew up in Portland and mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, obviously a one way guard, you know, and kind of an undersized one way guard, obviously a superstar offensively, but always been a defensive liability Portland for the last three, three years, obviously that 2019 Western Conference finals run, they were a decent defensive team, but kind of not really. And I didn't really think that there was ever a way. For a Damian Lillard-led team to be top five, top seven, top ten in defense, but here they are, right? Like yeah. they bring in Jeremy Grant and they get some sort of undersized wings, but that are very gritty and athletic and have some of those same attributes that you mentioned that Jose Alvarado has. Like, yeah. In your viewpoint, when you watch the Blazers. How are they doing this defensively?
2: <laughs> um, they're doing it by being super active. They're doing it by being super aggressive. And they're fighting. They're they're using what they do have. Like, they – I mean, it's a little different, like, when – if they have Nurkic on the court versus if they're playing smaller. Um, but they – even when he's on the court, like, if he is – um like regardless of like what coverage that, that he's playing like they need the the wings to be covering ground and helping and recovering and like those guys are doing that like they they have length on the perimeter they have better point of attack defense i i liked what i've seen like justice winslow this season jeremy grant i think has fit in as well as well as they hoped um this year little you saw some um honestly i i think he was like better like on as a more complete, like two-way player before he got hurt last year. But I mean, defensively, he's still like, he's still got those attributes. He's still able to contribute that. And you've seen that from him. Um, The the wild thing to me is like, I think they're the best defender they have in the team hasn't played yet. And that's Gary Payton the second. And that can add a whole other dimension. I mean, he might be like the literal best one-on-one defender in the NBA. He is probably not going to win any defensive player of the year awards because he's not going to play like 30 plus minutes. And it's hard for a non-big to, to do that. But, I mean, he's, like, wildly good, and they haven't even had him. And he's a guy that can switch. He can play, um, like, guard bigger guys. And then as as a guy that can, like, just pressure opposing point guards, there, I don't think there's anybody better. So, like, I've liked the approach. I've liked the coaching from, from Chauncey Billups there, just trying to be disruptive, trying to get in passing lanes, trying to speed other teams up, trying to – just put some pressure on them in a different way. Like they, they had historically played a pretty conservative style of defense. Chauncey tried to change that last year, but he didn't really have the personnel for it to be effective. Um, but I think, I mean, I haven't spoken to him about this, but I'm guessing what, what he would say is that like, even what they did last year, they were losing almost every night, but he was still laying the groundwork for what they're doing now. Um, because before they even got the personnel that could make it work, they're teaching some of the personnel, like how to do it and so i I think it looks a lot better now i love that they're playing a ton of zone i think you kind of have to do that um if you are trying to make up for say like a lack of like mobile big men or maybe you're just trying to make up for having a couple of guards who were not super sturdy defensively because like simon is bigger than cj but in theory, it's like basically the same issue that, that they had
0: when, yeah. when, it,
2: when it was CJ and Dame. But I mean they're they're doing their best to mask that. I, I think Dame has I mean, I guess it's it 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 depends which season you're looking at. But I think for the most part in his career, like, yeah, he's been a below average defender. He has sometimes in certain matchups been like a straight up liability. But I think he does like care about defense. He's not like a horrific defender he, he can be in the right place he is a very smart basketball player so like as long as he's like not dying on too many screens as long as like he is basically in the right place and executing a coverage like I think you can make up for his deficiencies on, on the defensive and it might stop you from being like the number one defense over the course of an 82 game season but I mean they're doing like really well right now um, and I, I do think their ceiling will be higher when, once they get Peyton integrated. Um, but, I mean, it's just been fun. Like, it's fun to see that team getting stops and running. It's fun to see them sort of looking like they're they're more than the sum of their parts. And, like, you know, they just have a bunch of new energy in there. And, like, even, like, I'm watching Shaden Sharp, who did not have a sterling defensive reputation um, coming into the NBA. But, like, you know, he's, he's switching on to stars and competing at least on the defensive end and he's long and he might make mistakes and whatever but like he's a big dude he's an athlete and he's trying and i think everybody on the blazers really bought into the game plan on the defensive end so that 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 has been a treat to watch
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think this team could be a real—I didn't believe it at first, but I think this team could be an actual dark horse, given how wide open the West is, issues with the Warriors— Issues with the Grizzlies in terms of you know you take Bane out, you take Jaw out, and you really have a bad team. You know what I mean? Um, I watched him play the Wizards the other day, and without Jaw and Bane, it is really ugly to watch. Like Jaron Jackson, obviously an up and down player. Uh, another player I think you you I could see you featuring. Very interesting dude, Jeremy Sohan. I just yeah. just another darling um, of the NBA, I think, right away what comes to mind you just see him that dunk last night just like rodman 2.0 like the body mm-hmm. the moves the swag like
2: yeah what do best. you
0: think
2: no so i will say um i actually i wrote about him right at the draft um so you you nailed my interest in him like i i spoke to him i think the day before the draft and i just found him so interesting the story moved around all over the place just has a kind of different perspective on Basketball, um and I mean, you watch him even like look at him in college. Like he's legitimately guarding all five positions. I, I think people say that, um and it sounds nice, but the amount of people who actually do that night tonight in the NBA, like it's it's a very very short list. But like he does that, and he's doing that in the NBA the other night when they were shorthanded. Like to watch like pops just like yeah we're gonna make him the point guard, and he's the point guard. He's bringing it up, and then he's playing point guard defensively because he was matched up the primary defender on Stephen Curry, like chasing him around screens and he loves it. You can tell like he's, he's like a sicko. Like he lives to do this stuff. He lives to annoy the hell out of people defensively. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the Stephen Adams quote from after that yeah. game, that, that was like, just like the funniest thing that's happened this season. Um, yeah. He's like pinching
0: Stephen Adams nipples. And yeah.
2: <laughs> Super weird, but like <laughs> incredible. Um, And then like, like, I know he's not like the most polished offensive player or whatever, but like, he's an incredible passer. Um, he is a strong physical guy who like when he gets downhill can finish, like he's, he's not unskilled offensively. Uh, um, Just the shot is coming along and he's not a great like scorer yet, but you can see it. You can see why the Spurs fell in love with him. And it's like, it's this like really cool mix of hustle guy, um, defensive stopper, but then also like legit, playmaker smart player mature guy um interesting guy fun guy like he is like i'm absolutely like all in on the, the sohan experience i love that he took rodman's number and is dyeing his hair all different colors he, he did that a little bit at, at at baylor last year too and i think he's just i mean even just like he was beloved at baylor and like he gets to stay in texas and, like i saw like he had that big dunk last night and yeah. Scott drew like tweeted out the, the highlight. And I was like, yeah, that's nice. Like I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on, on this guy's story. He's, he's, he's awesome.
0: Well, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Um, enjoy or at least get through the Kyrie coverage. Hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> hopefully that comes to an end soon and we get to see another feature. Do you have any other, other plans of any features that we should watch out for?
2: Um, I feel like I said too much with the Poco thing, Poku thing already. I don't know if I'm actually doing that, but I want to, um, no, I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll see what comes together. Um, but yeah, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. That's been awesome. Where can we find your work?
2: I uh, just at cbsports.com in the NBA section. That's where all of my stuff ends up.
0: And hopefully Twitter still. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah I tweet my stories. I, I will keep doing that as long as we have a, yep. a working functional website. We'll, we'll see.
0: Awesome. <laughs> if not, I'll see you wherever I see you, James. It's 100% appreciated. Awesome insight. Awesome energy and excitement. I can tell you love the league about as much as I do.
2: Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Many thanks to James Herbert for joining the show today. That is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop pretty much every day. Follow the Heat Check as this season is heating up. Do not forget to download. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends, every single damn one of them. And follow us on social at, at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, whenever it stays around, and Instagram.